0: Your trusted source for local breaking news and what to make of it all. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. Welcome back to the program. I hope you're having a lovely Monday morning. Zara's Foundation was established in 2005 in honour of Zara, who was murdered by her estranged husband in 2010. Zara's children, Aman, Atina, and Anita created an organisation to help women escaping abuse gain the skills that they need to build a life free from violence. Joining me on the line now is, uh, is the founder of Zara's Foundation. It is Armand. Good morning and welcome.
1: Good morning, Tracy.
0: It's, uh, it's kind of bittersweet, isn't it, this, uh, the fact that you've established this foundation. It's doing such incredible work down in Adelaide, but it's all come about through such tragedy.
1: It is really sweet, um, and uh, well, I guess you know there was a. When we set up the foundation, we realised that there was a need for uh, uh, for some of the services that weren't uh, being provided at the time. Um, so, as you mentioned earlier, um, my mother was murdered by my father in 2010. Uh, this was uh, at the Adelaide Convention Centre in, in front of uh, hundreds of witnesses. So it was a, it was a public. Um, uh, uh, a public tragedy uh, and uh, about five years after the uh, the incident once we got the legal proceedings over and done with, we were at a point where we wanted to um, essentially channel our energy into something useful and positive uh, and that's where the idea of uh, um, the foundation came about and Uh, And I guess we didn't just want to set up something just for the sake of setting it up. Um, We wanted to work with the domestic violence sector. We wanted to uh, uh, work with all those um, uh, crisis service providers to understand what was needed, uh, where the gaps existed. uh, And uh, we essentially, uh, funny enough, we reflected back to our own um, experiences and we realised that once women go through a crisis service and they might stay in a safe house or in a shelter for a number of months, but uh, post-crisis, there was really nothing to assist them in rebuilding their lives. And what we, uh, what we decided to do was, uh, uh, because we ourselves as a family, when we fled our family home, we faced poverty and finances became a huge issue for us. And that's why we decided to focus on the financial uh, and economic empowerment uh, of women. Um, uh, And and I guess, uh, um, again, going back to our own experiences, we realised that uh, once women uh, are ready to leave these um, uh, safe houses or the shelters, uh, they're ready to build a uh, brand new path for themselves, but there wasn't a service that was uh, uh, providing any sort of guidance or any sort of uh, programmes. Um, so uh, that's how the foundation uh, came about mm-hmm. about seven years ago and uh, we've been uh, running successfully in South Australia for, for the past seven years um, and, uh, and um, today's news uh, is, uh, is um, uh, very exciting for us because it actually allows us to, uh, uh, to bring our services outside of South Australia into Newcastle.
0: And look, it is uh, it is wonderful, and you're partnering with uh, an organisation that is very well known to uh, to the Newcastle Live listeners and uh, and Jenny's Place. Tell me what you're going to be rolling out with Jenny's Place. Uh, so,
1: uh, thanks to the Greater Charitable Foundation, we are uh, um, actually. Uh, uh, looking at a, a three-year program uh, that will be run out of uh, Jenny's Place. We know that uh, uh, Jenny's Place has been providing a, um, a much needed service gear in Newcastle. Um, so, so I guess in terms of the uh, the, the values of all three organisations, whether well, it's the Great Charitable Foundation, Jenny's Place, Zara Foundation, we found synergies there and we knew that uh, we wanted to partner with someone who, well, with an organisation uh, that was uh, reputable, uh, that was already doing great work on the, on the ground um and and essentially through those discussions we uh, uh, managed to b- bring it all together and uh, we're launching that um that initiative uh, here today in Newcastle
0: it is fantastic and it's wonderful to see it growing going up in here into the into the hunter now it is uh it's going to be a pathways to empowerment program tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Um, so the uh, Pathways to Empowerment program was essentially the first program that we ran at uh, at, at the foundation about seven years ago when we launched. Uh, but over the over the past seven years, we've managed to uh, um, to to adjust it and, and adapt it to uh, to make sure that uh, what we're providing uh, is actually what what our participants need. Um, uh, and so it's it's a nine week program, and it's really um, uh, designed for uh, uh, for women who've left uh, abusive homes. Uh, it's there to uh, provide them with um, uh, um, uh, I guess you know some uh, some um, basic financial management, whether if it's uh, managing debt, uh, um, saving measures, um, uh, and, and I guess you know a lot of women that um, do come out of abusive homes, they um, uh, you know they've got some uh, 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 complex some um, mm-hmm. situations surrounding them, and, and I'll yeah. give you an example. Uh, one of our uh, early participants um, uh, had, had come to us with a twenty thousand dollars debt. Uh, but uh, but there was no asset to go with this debt, and mm-hmm. so we started to realise that uh, this is becoming a a common theme where women are coming out with debts uh, where the asset is in the name of the uh, the, per- the perpetrator but uh, the debt belongs to, uh, to the woman. And so it's a matter of uh, managing, managing that. And we uh, um, found the Pathways Programme actually um, uh, helped a lot of these women uh, not, to, not not only just to manage that debt, mm-hmm. but to uh, gain confidence and also uh, uh, essentially try to carve out a new, a new path, whether it fits towards further education or whether it fits uh, towards employment.
0: It really is. I mean, mum left uh, mum left dad in two thousand and nine, and she was murdered in twenty ten she only had 12 months to get herself you know back on her feet what is the yeah obviously she was an amazing woman you know she put you guys first and foremost in everything that she did how tough was it those uh i mean obviously that first year that uh that she left dad but how tough was it that uh that period of time after that when obviously mum mum was no longer there to support and help you that's really a side of of domestic violence that we're not talked about We, we don't talk about the children that are left behind do we
1: no, no, we, we don't, and it, it is um, it is sad and, and tragic, but I guess, uh, you know, it's, um, it's it's something that still happens in, in Australia uh, fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's, uh, uh, you know, um, whether if it's uh, different state governments or different federal governments that have uh, come and gone, they've tried to uh, tackle it, and it is a complex problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess uh, for, for us, what we experience, we find that uh, a lot of women still today uh, are experiencing the same sort of uh, same sort of challenges that we faced, um, uh, you know, 13 years ago when we fled our family home. And when we fled, we became homeless. So our family car became the family home. Uh, we faced poverty, uh, but we're also isolated from the community, which meant that uh, there was very little support for us. Uh, and um, and then once Mum passed away, I, uh, you know, the the challenges uh, became even more complex mm-hmm. because we were halfway through a family court battle. Uh, and we had to, uh, as the as the adult children, we had to pick that up. We had the murder trial, and then uh, we had the coronial inquest. So once all of that was uh, was was done and dusted, and that's why it took us five years to uh, get the foundation up and running, was because we had to uh, continually wait for uh, one legal proceeding over another. And once the coroner had handed down his report to the uh, to the premier at the time. Uh, that's when we started to, I guess, keep the ground running and and think about what we wanted to do uh, uh, with this foundation.
0: So obviously, one of the, as you've said, said multiple times, one of the biggest barriers is, of course, uh, finance and poverty. How do we get over that? I mean, that's one of the big gaps that that you three found in in our uh, in, in the way that we do things here in Australia. What is the way forward with this? I mean, that that is the next question, isn't it? I mean, we've got massive social housing issues here in in Newcastle I know we've got it across the country you know we, we don't have the housing for these people we don't have the support networks behind them what is the solution and I know pathways to empowerment is an incredible way forward but there is still so many gaps isn't there
1: there, there are gaps but I think one of the one of the things that uh, um, uh, thats I guess important here is we we just had the uh, the 10-year plan uh, um uh, released by the federal government. It's a 10-year plan to, uh, 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 to address um, our family and domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, in, and one of the pillars in that plan is uh, post-crisis and, and recovery. So uh, um, governments in the past haven't really focused on, on, that, on that component. Mm-hmm. And I feel that if you... Um, if, well, I, I'll tell you why that is important. Because uh, for us, as an example... Uh, when we were ready to leave the uh, the safe house or the shelter, we uh, we we essentially got out uh, got out of that shelter. We found ourselves we, we were lucky enough to find ourselves a private rental, uh, and 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 move into that place and and very slowly rebuild our lives. Mm. Um, but I guess that you know that, that doesn't happen with the, uh, with with everyone. There's there are lots of women that uh, come out of those safe houses. They see a lack of support, a lack of assistance, by whether it's by government or, or service providers. And they have no other option but to go back to that perpetrator. So, if we are serious about breaking that cycle of abuse and stopping victims from going back to um, to, to going back to the uh, to the perpetrators where they were um, abused, uh, we need to think about um, that uh, that post-crisis, that recovery phase. Uh, that's um, that's gone to show that uh, when um, it it actually works, if you if you focus mm-hmm. on that uh, component, if you focus on that phase which is directly after the crisis women are a lot less likely to go back to those abusive environments so uh, if the, if the government is thinking long term uh, you know That's they would it. probably they would probably want to focus on that component mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, because uh, we know that uh, what we do and what we provide works but uh, you're not going to be able to see that uh, uh, in a year or two mm-hmm. you'll be able to um, uh, evaluate and see it in a you know five 10 or 15 year uh, uh, over a Five, ten, fifteen period, um, fifteen year period. Um, so, uh, I guess that's a, that's a solution, not necessarily a, a short term solution, yeah. uh, but a solution nevertheless.
0: Are you disappointed that uh, you know twelve years on we are still seeing record high numbers? We're seeing numbers of women killed every day that are just not acceptable. We're seeing increases in uh, in domestic violence. Are you finding it it uh, frustrating, or do you feel like you really are making a difference?
1: Uh, so, some days are very frustrating mm-hmm. uh but other days where we um where we have um you know I guess days like this where mm-hmm. we're able to uh you know launch a new initiative it just goes to show that uh uh what we're doing works uh, um I guess it's sad that what we're doing is is needed, mm. but uh, but it goes to show that uh, what we're doing uh, does work. Uh, um, and I guess uh, you know if you want to be in this uh, in this game for a long term, you you kind of have to uh, focus on the yeah, on, on the positives, and you have to uh, uh, you, you know really celebrate the, the small wins.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. For
1: me, for me myself, um, I, I do a fair bit of work with uh, with schools in South Australia, where I actually go into uh, uh, schools and talk to high school students. About about healthy relationships. So, so even those sorts of conversations and the questions that I get from some of these students uh, is, is also a good reminder that um, what we're doing, uh, what we're doing works. It might take us um, you know, dare I say, uh, whole generations. So we might not see that difference in um, in uh, uh, domestic violence numbers for the next uh, ten or fifteen years. But uh, at the very least, we are on the right path. Well, we just need to make sure that uh, we maintain this path, and that the focus is here, and the uh, particularly, you uh, know, the government um, as a, as a leader in this space, if they want to, uh, um, uh, if they do want to make a difference, but that uh, that post crisis, that that recovery component. Uh, is not forgotten about, uh, and it's actually focused on a more bit um, more
0: um, properly. Look, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know that you would do anything to bring your mother back, um, but what you're doing, the tribute that you're paying to her and uh, the lives that you're changing through the Zara Foundation Australia, it is just incredible. Congratulations on the announcement today. It is a three-year, $730,000 partnership with the Greater Charitable Foundation and Jenny's Place. Congratulations. As I said, I'm sure it would be very bittersweet today, but I've got no doubt that she's, uh, she's sitting up there congratulating all three of you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Tracy. Thank you, my pleasure. Bye bye. That is Armin, who is the founder of Zara Foundation, and uh, it was set up in legacy to Armin's mother Zara, who uh, very very sadly was trying to flee and had fled domestic violence, but uh, her husband found her and uh, took her life in front of three hundred witnesses. Her legacy obviously lives on, and uh, congratulations to the Newcastle uh, to the greater. Charitable Foundation today, and to Jenny's place, it is an incredible, incredible initiative, and a big congratulations to everybody. Wow, that'd be tough, wouldn't it? That would be really tough. You're Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine, only on Newcastle Live.